Hey, Catherine. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to season four of What Are You Listening To? The weekly podcast created to foster community through music by sharing the stories behind the songs that soundtrack our lives. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by Catherine Garrard. Catherine is an artist and musician with a diverse range of talents who draws inspiration from her unique half-French and half-Peruvian heritage. She's an independent singer, harpist, and songwriter who specializes in creating emotive soundscapes that resonate with the heart. Currently, she is living in Paraguay and immersed in the pursuit of becoming a movie soundtrack composer. Her ultimate aspiration is to contribute compelling stories through music. This week, Catherine and I are going to get to know each other through four songs that move us. Two are her picks and two are mine. For the best listening experience, I recommend tuning into the show on Spotify. There you can hear the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. You can also find the show on Apple, Amazon Music, or wherever you stream. But if you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Catherine, what are you listening to this week? So I'm listening to two songs this week, and the first one is Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Oh, I was so happy that you picked this song. When I saw this pop up on your list, I've been wanting to talk about this song for a long time. And I have to admit, I'm not a huge Christina Aguilera fan beyond this stripped album, um, the, the album that this song appears on from 2002. I just think that this is Christina Aguilera in her prime. And I think that this song is the best song on the album. So I'm super excited to hear sort of what this song means to you why you chose this song. Um, tell me a little bit about it. Why Beautiful? Yeah, so when I, I, I always wanted to become a singer, but because of several reasons, like my parents couldn't afford like music classes. They were quite expensive uh, back in the day in Peru. And, and so I had that always like aside for me, like not to pay too much attention to my dream of becoming a singer or a musician because of that reason but it was always there and I was always like trying to sing and obviously since I was untrained uh, it wasn't coming out good at all at the time uh, we're, uh, we're talking like when I was a child and a teenager yeah. and and the songs that I was almost always like singing all the time were Christina Aguilera songs which are not easy at all and I saw there I was with my courage <laughs> trying to sing to that and she inspired me a lot i always loved uh, her voice and her style and i remember once like in school other people will be always saying like don't do that it's not your thing i don't think you are talented for that etc etc but somehow i mm, i never really listened to that like of course i would be like sad that they will say that but it never it never got to me, really. And I remember when I was a teenager that I was listening. And we were like in a room. Um, our school used to have a room 
where yeah. the bigger the bigger students, when the high school students could like rest in their free time when we didn't have any classes. So we were there and we were listening to Beautiful. And I said, I remember saying, I one day I will sing as good as Christina Aguilera. And and one of the people said, oh, it's never going to happen because she's unique. She's this, she's that. She has this register and this range of notes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so what? I, I, I am me. I can sing like in the same level or, but I don't need to be like her. I just, I just said that. And, and that's also when you learn not to say like your goals so openly because people just tear you down uh, like you are not allowed to be that ambitious. Like if she could do it, why can't, why couldn't I or anyone do that matter? So uh, I was sad, but I remember the lyrics of the song that is you are beautiful no matter what they say, right? So that always uh, accompanied me and, and gave me strength from those moments. I- I love that. And I think, you know, I have to believe in my heart, like when Christina Aguilera was sitting down and working with, you know, Linda Perry on this song, you know, Linda Perry, who was the lead singer of Four Non Blondes, wrote and produced the song for her. I have to imagine that's what they were hoping, right? They were hoping that some girl or boy somewhere in the world would hear that and say, yeah, words can't bring me down, you know, like whatever you're saying, like, it's cool. Like say what you need to say. And one thing that I've always loved about this song, and I think it's like the magic that probably it's the silliest, simplest little thing. And I think it's what makes this my favorite track of hers of all time is the way the song starts. It's with her whispering, don't look at me. Yeah. And you almost miss it, right? Like you almost miss it if you're not paying attention. And it's just the perfect way to get you in because you're like, well, wait, this song's called Beautiful. Why is she starting this song? Like, at, in, first off, in a whisper, everybody knows that Christina Aguilera has this amazingly powerful voice. Why did she choose to start with a whisper? And then you get into the lyrics and you like sort of dig into the meaning of what the song means for each individual. And I'm sure it carries different meaning for everybody. But I just have always loved that juxtaposition of how she starts the song in this whisper of like, Ugh, I don't want any attention don't look at me, you know, and, and also too, she kind of carries it throughout the song. Like every day is so wonderful. And then you kind of like get into it and people start like immediately killing your dreams. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. There is a story actually about the don't look at me whispering is that, um, when she is like warming up or trying to, to focus on what she's doing, it's, it's like, she tends to be very perfectionistic. Um, mm-hmm. and she likes to do take after take. And since that was like the first take, she was like saying to someone in the team, like, don't look at me. I'm trying to focus here in the booth, like for singing. And, and actually she didn't like that first take that they did. And Linda said, no, we keep that one because that one is the authentic one. The one that you is just raw and imperfect and, and just is, is what that song needs for, for what is being conveyed. So they that's why that was captured and they decided to keep it because it supported the whole meaning of, of the song. 
Oh, I love that. That makes me love that part even more. And I think it does such a, go- a good job too of like supporting that build to the crescendo. I'm a sucker for like a build to a crescendo in a song. And that's why I can't wait to talk about your second pick here in a second. But that's, I think that like starting it at a whisper and then getting to that amazing build where she really lets loose. It just, again, it just feels so much more powerful because she starts from such a, like a humble whispering place. So I love that. I'm glad you shared that story. And while we're talking about crescendos, I'm super excited to get into this. I had so much fun like learning about this band. So please introduce your second song to the listeners. So my second song is Nemo by a Finnish band called Nightwish. And yeah, that's a very special song too. Yes. Tell me about this song. As you mentioned, this is a band from Finland and they um, are a symphonic metal band, which I love. Like again, digging into this band was so cool, but there are, the song is like everybody who's even listened to the show once knows I'm a lyrics person. It's what I like live and die for our music lyrics. And this song is just packed with amazing lyrics. This whole album, actually, I ended up really enjoying the entire album. Um, But yeah, tell me about, this pick tell me tell me why Nemo is the song that you chose for your second song yes so I after that situation uh, with um, I actually don't remember which came first but I think the beautiful situation came first I I, instead of being like oh well he's right uh, I can't do that I was like I will do that but uh, for what it comes to writing music I knew that I wanted to do music, but I didn't know which style I wanted to really write in because I love listening to Christina Aguilera. I I was a fan of of everything that she did, like Back to Basics as well as a great album and Stripped, of course. And and um, so I I was like, okay, I love listening to that. I love singing that for myself. But what I want to write is not that. I I don't know what I want to write, but not really that. I didn't feel identified enough with that style. So a friend of mine made me discover this band through this song. And many people actually get into metal because of that song. And when I, I, I was studying classical singing, uh, at the time and I always loved classical music but I also loved rock and I, I had like the pieces all like gathered and I didn't know how to put that together and then she showed me that song and I was like oh so it exists you can do a fusion you can do this it's amazing so that's that's where I want to go now uh, I that's that's why this song is special because it showed me like a new that something that was new for me at the time and that was a, like, okay, I want to do this. This mixes everything that I love in one single place. And so that's why this song is special for me. Yeah. And you can tell, like, it was funny because as I was listening to it, I thought, wow, without having had this conversation with you, this really does seem like a perfect fit of a song for you because you are a harpist, as I mentioned in the intro. Um, and so I do love that this combines, you know, the, the I think symphonic metal is the perfect term for this kind of a band. Um, and the other thing is that it's so cinematic, you know, knowing that 
doing film soundtrack and things like that are also appealing to you. Um, the song is so cinematic for that reason. And I thought I hadn't heard it before, but I'm like, it sounds familiar, but it must just sound like something else. And then as I was reading about it, I realized it did appear in a film. It was in the end credits for the horror movie, The Cave. Um, back in like 2005. And yeah. so it was funny as I was listening to it, I was hearing it and I was feeling it as being like very cinematic. And then there were two other thoughts that immediately popped into my head. One is I would love to see somebody choreograph to this. Like I would love to see a dance routine to this. I think you could, you know, incorporate so many different styles of dance and that would be beautiful. And the other thing that I would love to see, and maybe it exists, you'll have to tell me, I'll direct listeners to your YouTube page at the end of the show, but you do these really amazing um, animatics on your channel. And I would love to see an animatic to this song too like your animations are so beautiful um and this song feels like it's so rich for something like that because it is so it changes um mood and the lyrics are so great again this is another one where lyrically like get in there listeners and dig in because there's so much that this song has to offer and then you know you'll have floor jansen who's the lead singer and her voice is so sweet and the music is so hard yeah. um and i just love that so I'm curious, did, have you thought about doing any sort of animation with this song or um, like, does it conjure that for you as well? Do you, do you get the cinematic vibe from it as well? Yeah, I I thought about doing covers in my style for of all the songs that I like, really. Uh, I don't know if I, I'm tr still trying to find like a way to do that where like it's important to also appear yourself in, in the videos so why why not doing something because it exists a mix between animation and real life video so i'm mm -hmm. learning about that and improving my skills to do this because when i when i did the animation for those for those videos actually one of them i i hired an agency that was the first one and it was very uh -huh. expensive and then there was no budget for the other three so I was sad because the other songs wouldn't have like the continuation of the story because the animation itself tells a story. And then I, I was just, no, there must be a way to do this. And I, I, I started to browse on YouTube and then I see how to do animations with Procreate. And for those who don't yeah. know, Procreate is an app for the iPad that is for doing illustration drawing. So all the illustrators yeah. out there, you know what Procreate is. And it has like a teeny tiny section where you can do animation. But it's like for a GIF, you know, something very like you add a little bit of magic to your illustrations so they pop up in Instagram, like they stand out. So it, it's, right. not, it's not really meant to do a, a complete vi video clip out of that. But somehow I, I did. <laughs> I don't know how because... I like I know how to draw a little bit, etc. But I learned on the go. I learned about animation on the go. I learned about um, Procreate, and I don't know something possessed me, and I just drew and drew and drew, and and the videos arrived that they happened, <laughs> and and then I had animation in my other three videos. Um, I, I, I was like, oh, wow. So now I'm trying to, like I discovered I like that really to the animation. Animation in general, I love. It's like my favorite cinema medium, everything that is 2D, 3D, stop motion. I love it. And 
And yeah, I would like to find like a, an idea or something to do the covers and to be there in the video like myself and then like me inside the animations. That that would be amazing to do uh, sort of a, you know, who, kill, who killed Roger Rabbit, I think is the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Combined uh, animation with, with, with live action. Live action. And of course, I'm not going to be that ambitious. We do what we can, but that's the idea. Well, I th- I'm like, I'm not, I imagine you'll do it because you seem like a person that sets their mind to something and then makes it happen. So that was another reason I was so excited to have you on the show. As I mentioned, you know, we're really putting a focus on um, having some, f- some strong female guests this season, um, you know, and I think that when I saw your bio and everything that you did, I was like, oh, I really hope she'll come on the show because I just love your attitude of like, yep, this is what I want to do. And it sounds like too, you know, you you sort of sit with yourself and you say like, no, it, I'm listening to other people, but my heart is really telling me that this is the thing to do and I can do it. And I know myself better than anybody. So I'm going to go out there and make it happen. So I love that about you and the conversations that we've had. And I love the way that shines through in the music that you chose. You know, I think for me, the song Nemo is, is really a song about hope and how we long for it and how, you know, we aggressively long for it sometimes. And I loved that in particular about this track is that it kind of presents an edgier, more aggressive long for longing for hope. You know, a lot of times when songs talk about hope or where it's being sung about, it's very ethereal and light. And this really is like, no, sometimes you need to aggressively go after hope, especially in, you know, dark times, post COVID and things like that. So that was another thing that I really liked about this song um, was just the the message there about um, about hope and, and how sometimes it's not this sort of soft, ethereal thing. It's this thing that you kind of have to aggressively pursue. So I love that. It's very raw in energy. That's the cool thing about uh, heavy metal as well as like the perfect genre for for expressing those feelings because it's very like ah and yeah uh, i love the name of nemo it it actually i i don't know if they took it out from this book but the first time this name appears in in the book at Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea by jules verne yeah jules verne Mm -hmm. who is my favorite author i love everything 19th century literature i love except naturalism, but <laughs> with power about that. But yeah, Nemo means nothing, no one. And there, there is yeah. this uh, metaphysical explanation of that when you start taking out all the identifications that you have with your ego, like you say, who are you? I'm Catherine. No, that's your name. Who are you? Well, I'm a musician. No, that's your job. Who are you? And so you take out layers and layers and layers and then nothing is left and you are like, well, I'm nothing. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm nothing. And that's like Everything is built upon nothing because nothing is where everything can happen. Is the potential is in, in the emptiness. So, Nemo is I'm no one. I'm nothing. I'm, therefore, I am everything, and no one understands that. And so, the character yes. of Nemo is he isolates himself in that huge uh, submarine, uh, where he creates his own world because he is not understood by the rest of the people he they they cannot comprehend him 
so he, he because he's nothing you cannot comprehend nothing like the mind needs to put a name to everything and everything yes. exists yes it's so true and based on wikipedia that is exactly what the band wanted to convey as well <laughs> they said that you know yes nemo is latin for no name or nobody so that is definitely the message they were trying to get across and it, they definitely also wanted to make sure that listeners knew it had nothing to do with the fish <laughs> it is not about finding nemo <laughs> well, so know that <laughs> which is also interesting that they call him nemo of course uh, it's a movie for children and you can say that oh well no they, it's under the sea and it's a trip yeah. it's a, a journey right but if you translate it it's like finding no one so yes. they can't find Nemo really because the version of Nemo that went away is not the Nemo that returned father, exactly he changed he evolved because the father was very overprotective because of the of the i don't know how you call the little yes because of the accident in the beginning exactly. where where the mom goes away <laughs> exactly. so uh so he changes so the person that the fish that he lost he lost it the the, the fish yeah. that, he, that returns is it's not the same <laughs> so it's so true Look at that. We just made like, you know, this big um, uh, metaphysical, like philosophical discussion about finding Nemo. Yes. Magical things happen here on the show, people. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep our, uh, I'm going to keep this magic rolling here with my, um, with my first pick, which is a song that I also love that speaks to me in a really deep way. Kind of maybe the way that, that, you know, we were speaking about beautiful and what it meant to you. Um, so my, my first pick this week is a song called Anything But Me by Muna. Mm-hmm. So this is a band that I love. I love this song. I love this album. It's got so many great songs on it. Um, Silk Chiffon, which is a song they do with Phoebe Bridgers. Runner's High, which is great. Um, but I just am so in love with this band. I think they got a lot of exposure this year specifically because they did a few dates on Taylor Swift's Eras tour. Um, they did not open whenever I saw the Eras tour and I was really bummed about that because I really want to see them live but I also didn't want to go see them as an opening band because I love them so much I want to see a full show by Muna um, but I just really love the way the main character in this song handles herself mm-hmm. you know she isn't pissed about this relationship ending really you know she's not in like a like a Carrie Underwood, like carving my name into his leather seats kind of way, you know, like she's really, she's like, you do you. I hope you're happy. I'm just not okay with adjusting my boundaries for you. Mm. You know, and I think a lot of times as women, we're sort of told we have to kind of be quiet. And like you said, be smaller and be less ambitious and not be very vocal about our dreams because either we don't want anybody to shoot them down or we just like people will laugh or whatever the case may be. And so I just really like that she kind of takes a firm position in this song of like, it's all good, like no regrets, it's all love, but I just am not going to lower my standards for you or what you're looking for because it's different. Yeah. She's Did not- you know this song or were you familiar with this song at all? I wasn't familiar with the song, but I, I, I did, I dig that, I, 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 that, that deeper in the lyrics. Yeah. 
And I I just love them. I love the first part when she says, you're going to say that I'm on a high horse. I think that my horse is regular sized. Did you yeah. think maybe you're on a pony going in circles on a carousel ride? That always happens with insecure people when they see yep. someone um, that outshines them. They feel the need to make them smaller so they don't feel that insecure so they start doing some sort of not gaslighting but it's like no you are like too pretentious it's like too much and I, I, no i'm not too much it's it's like the first strategy to break your boundaries it precisely is to to say and it's too much you take it too seriously calm down it's just a joke or or whatever situation i like, no <laughs> this is my boundaries this is this is non-negotiable right and yep and uh and she's not letting his opinions um this dictate how she's going to feel so when you start feeling bad against someone or hating them for what they did it's like one you cannot control what they do so yeah why bothering and second you are giving away all your personal power not the power over that person it's your personal power your your free will because you are letting yourself like carry away by those emotions so it's better like love is liberating because of that no one can control love so if you show love to the ones who mistreated you it's like you are showing them you are unbreakable they cannot hurt you Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that, I love that you read that opening line because it's one of my favorites. And then another that I love is comes sort of near the end of the song where she says, go ahead. It's just what we were talking about. Go ahead and hate me as long as you need to go ahead and break me off a piece of your mind. Say, I always had one foot out, baby. I got two now. (laughs) Good thing. I've never been afraid of goodbye. And I'm always like, you know what? Me either, sis. Like, bye bye. I love that. I see so many people who are just terrified of saying goodbye to something. And I, I don't even mean just a partner. I mean friends. I mean family. I mean any situation that is not serving you or that is pulling at your peace or violating your boundaries. Like, listen to this song and then feel super empowered to say peace. <laughs> you know, like, I, I hope that that is what anybody that's listening to the song for the first time or hearing it for the first time, even if you've listened, but haven't really like taken in those lyrics, like that is my wish. That is my hope in sharing this song is like, you know, your boundaries and you should never bend them, especially those sort of deal breaker items for somebody else's idea of what a relationship should look like. Um, It's a a relationship. What was that? Or what you should be for them. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and I think she's real about it too. You know, she says, and sure, it's not all so black and white. Sure. I'm going to cry for the love we couldn't keep, but I'd rather lose you than who I'm meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. That's a beautiful, is is this misconception that you have to be nice? Like we've been uh, taught, like you have to be nice all the time. And that's actually a way to make you to, to take some personal power away from you because there are yeah. situations where it's not justified to be nice. This is it's actually against you to be nice. And, and yep. sometimes you have to be very radical with the environment, the people you have around, because uh, having like 
for example, very negative people in your life, it's very contagious. They will, they will, uh, uh, the, their bad luck that they create themselves actually will stick to you and you will start having problems be, because it's you cannot uh, go against the environment with just willpower, right? So if someone is not giving you something positive, like listening to you or rooting for you, like authentically, because many people say, oh, I support you until you get bigger and bigger, and then right. they're envious and they won't support you anymore and they can pretend they do. So try, trying to see people as who they are and if they root for you, if they help you in any way, like if they have an opportunity for you and they don't give it to you and then they call themselves your friends. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Evaluate that. <laughs> so if if they are not giving anything positive positive for you what are you doing there like what is this person yeah. doing there nothing it's it's either more or less i mean it either gives you or takes out from you there's nothing neutral yes. in life so if it's not giving anything positive it's taking out so why is that person there and we need to learn to be strong enough to say Bye. And not ghosting because that's cruel and coward. But and many people do that in friendships, relationships, like they, they promise a lot of BS that then they realize, oh, I actually cannot sustain this word. So I I rather disappear and avoid the conflict and avoid the other person's emotions and, and just go away and pretend that my life keep goes goes on like if anything so don't ghost but be brave to say it's over because it's not working is mm, i don't feel that reciprocity or i don't feel we are compatible or i'm I, I know i said certain things but uh i regret saying them but i have to be honest i i don't see this going any farther and it's hard to take for the other part but being ignored hurts hurts more. So actually thank that person for being honest. I agree. I totally agree. I think that you summed it up perfectly and created a perfect segue into our final track today, um, which is my second pick, a song that I've always loved. It's called Love is Mystical by Cold War Kids. So this is another album that I just was so happy to sort of pull out and um, and finally feature on the show. Um, you know, Cold War kids are from Long Beach and they were just kind of coming up. They've been hustling forever. Um, and I can remember hearing about them in the early 2000s and getting a chance to see one of their early shows and just finding them so powerful. And um, I love their live shows. They do a great job. If you've not seen them live, they're worth seeing. Um, but I really like to me, this song is is a lot of what we were talking about as well in terms of like control and kind of um, the power in surrender, you know, especially for the things that we can't control, which at the end of the day is almost everything. <laughs> the only real thing we can control is ourselves and how we react. And sometimes even that feels a little bit out of control. I mean, there are plenty of times during a day where I'm having a reaction and I have to stop and take a few breaths and think like, okay, what's happening now? Like feeling it and just like really like getting into my body and understanding where I'm coming from in a particular moment. But, you know, lyrically, this song is almost like a therapy session. It's, it's kind of this idea that 
like love always has got your back, even when you're scared or directionless. You know, he talks about like a light in the dark and um, how he finds power and leaning on his mistakes. Um, And I just love the line. You know, one of my favorites in a song ever is the line that says, I feel your skeptical eyes on my mental state. Mm-hmm. I lift my hands to the sky and I lower the stakes. So this always reminds me, like I said, to take a breath. And it does not mean, I want to be really clear here, to me, it does not mean lower your standards. Mm-hmm. It means get real about the level of control that you actually have, right? When you realize that the only person you can control is you and not like the 20 other people that you're worrying about, that lowers the stakes, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not wor- you're not affecting all of these other people that you think you are. You're just in control of you. And that line is a literal mantra <laughs> that I use all the time. Like yeah. I will say, I feel your skeptical eyes on my mental state. And sometimes I will like really like physically lift my hands up to the sky and just remember like, you know what? I cannot control any of these other people. I can only control myself and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to handle this situation. And so this song carries a whole lot for me around that. Um, Tell me about your reaction to this. Was this a song that you knew? Um, Are you familiar with Cold War Kids? What did you think about this pick? So I wasn't familiar, but I'm glad to discover it. The lyrics are also really great uh, in a more abstract style. I love it because it reminds me to a book that I read not so long ago that was called The Game of Life and How to Win It, I think. And it's like very spiritual. And basically it says like a mantra that is very similar to what he's expressing in that that verse is, I cast this burden to the universe, meaning that there is a divine wisdom, like higher Mm -hmm. self, intuition, God, the universe is the same. Uh, that knows better than your ego, basically. And sometimes we try to control things, we try to control outcomes, but um, we don't have all the information. This, like what is called the God's plan. We don't have yep. the entire God's plan. Only God has the plan. So when you say, I cast this burden to the universe, is like saying, I surrender, like God, universe, higher self, you know more than me on this, you take charge. I just have uh, absolute faith, uh, faith, right? Um, and certainty about that whatever is going to happen is going to be the in my best interest. And that, that uh, mantra has helped me so much in many situations where I feel like uh, powerless and that I want a an, an specific outcome, but everything seems to close and 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 get stagnant right and i just i just let it go and say i cast this burden to the universe and then when i say that magically things untangle themselves right and and that's that's why he's i think like my interpretation is is that it's like i surrender i cast this burden to the universe i yeah i and the and that's it. Like, I don't have all the answers and I don't need to have all the answers. Um, yeah. And and then, you know, it keeps repeating this beautiful line about the title of the song, right? Love is mystical. You don't yeah. have to understand why it's working out, but it is. And I that was, it's so funny that you answered the question I was going to ask when you were talking about how, you know, I, I, 
give this to the universe or I surrender this burden to the universe. Like I, I was going to ask you like, and don't you find when you do that, like magically things end up working out the way that they're supposed to. And you answered the question before I even had a chance to ask it. But I feel like in some instances, it really is that easy. If you can just like do, do the work, try, you know, it's not just like sit on your couch and expect everything to come to you. But when you get to the point where you're getting really bunched up about not receiving an outcome that you're hoping for, that's the perfect time to sort of throw it to the universe and see what comes back to you and trust that what's meant for you will find you. Exactly. You know, that's something that I've really been focusing on, you know, especially in the new year, um, is that, yeah, what's meant for me is going to come my way and operating from this place of abundance versus scarcity, right? There's enough for everybody. And what's meant for me is going to come to me. Yeah. It's just the law of nature. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I love that. Oh, Catherine, thank you so much for sharing what you're listening to this week. This was such a like rich episode. I knew it would be, but I think you're um, wise beyond your years. And I'm so glad that you shared um, all of your travels and experiences with us. Um, I can't wait to have you back on and maybe um, share some of your original music as well as you're digging into film scoring and things like that. Um, it was really a pleasure to have you on. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. To learn more about Catherine, you can visit her YouTube channel by searching for Catherine Garrard. That's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-G-A-I-R-A-R-D. There, you can enjoy her music and get a glimpse into her creative process. As always, please be sure to follow, download, and share the show. And if you love listening, please drop a review on Apple or Spotify for us. Last but not least, to stay informed on all things Super Awesome Mix and what are you listening to, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. Thanks for listening, and please join me again next week to find your new favorite songs.